0: or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty, Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC.
1: It's uh, everything uh, uh, we're supposed to be now, I think. <laughs> I think but, we're good. All right. Uh, with with uh, the Hawk Fanatic segment, it's Tommy Lang, myself, and uh, Pat Hardy. How you doing, Pat?
2: I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I made
3: it. Uh, what's new in Pat's world today?
2: Like. Well, um, had to take medicine again today and I wanted to take food and I got sucked into the McDonald's drive through. Oh. Went in there at 9:46 and didn't get out until 9:55. Ah. So what's that 10 minutes? Yeah. it's well, that a...
3: ownership change? <laughs> yeah. They was... just
2: changed owners yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Yeah. So who owns it now?
3: Uh, the McDonald's Corporation took it over from Kevin O'Brien.
2: Okay. Well, the drive-thru's still relatively the same. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I don't think they went in and cleaned house because they can't find anybody. No, that was
2: part of And all I got was a hash brown. I just needed something to eat when you take, you know, when you take... Um, yeah, sure. So <laughs> I got a small Coke and a hash brown, but I mean, like, this car two in front of me. But the other day I had a weird... When I did this Monday, I had to go and I got a hash brown patty because I don't know where else to go in the morning if you need something really... Where, where do you go? At... at Eight thirty in the morning. If you can, if you have to go somewhere where you don't want to go in, and you don't want to get a donut necessarily, it's uh, pretty
3: much McDonald's I mean, and Wendy's. It is really
2: when you think about it. There's really not on this a side lot, of town. Uh, yeah, there's really not a lot to choose from when you're in a situation where you just need to get a little something to eat to take with medicine. And um, but but yet the other day I went there and it was just taking forever. And um, I was kind of bitching to myself with my window down like come on let's go and then i get up to the drive-through to pay and she the lady's like oh the car in front of you just bought yours and i'm like why and they're like well they didn't say and um so, so i wondered that. if they bought it because they heard me bitching and wanted <laughs> to embarrass me which, if they did more power to them or if it was somebody i knew and i don't know it was just kind of odd i mean it was i, it, I appreciate it. it was you know it was a hash brown patty and a um a small coke that's my kind of drive go-to when i have to Take my. I have two pills left to take, so because man, I'm so sick of eggs. I've eaten so many eggs over the last. <laughs> year eat now. i have just so can't eat eggs. I love eat. eggs, but man, I don't eat them very often. But the last week, you know, after oral surgery, I was told to eat soft. food. I've eaten so many eggs and, and just eggs and tuna. Man, the thought of either one right now. Just, <laughs> ugh.
1: So when do you start getting to eat more, harder food?
2: Not well. I, I go in for a fitting next week, but it's going to be a while before. I mean, I'll have a prosthetic to wear. Before they put the final implants in, but that's going to be at least another couple months from the, what I can tell. Mm-hmm. But I go in next Thursday for the prosthetic fitting, and I'll, I should be able to eat pretty normal then, but those that won't be the permanent. That won't be the done product. There's still one more trip after that to get the finished product in.
3: Your experience sounds like I, last Friday night, I got done covering the hockey game in Coralville. Driving back, I'm like, I'll get Hardee's. I never get Hardee's because it's not in my part of town. God, I
2: can't remember the last time I had Hardee's.
3: Pull up to the drive through just wait and wait and wait and you're looking there. there's two people working yeah I, I drive by finally I'm like oh, we're done I guess they're not serving me and the woman at the window just looked out at me like why are you here just with disdain
2: so they that. weren't closed or they were I
3: don't think they were closed because the lights were on and the, the, the menus the light up menus those electronic menus mm-hmm. were all going
2: I don't think I've eaten at Hardy since maybe the 90s <laughs> wow <laughs> But I now that I remember their burgers aren't bad, are they? No, they're aren't good. They charbroiled, or which yeah. ones charbroiled?
1: Yeah, that's that's Hardy's. Yeah. Okay,
2: and, and if you get them with a not a bunch of mayonnaise and all that crap they put on, them, I actually, if I remember them being pretty good. I mean, the McDonald's the, I go there because it's there, right? I mean, there's nothing else there. I mean, you don't have time to go to Panera. I mean, Panera's the place where three customer, it's, you can wait a long time there. So, but yeah, it was just. Um, it it is under new ownership now but like i said the drive through's still the same but my at least they have people working i mean so many places now i mean i, I still don't think you can uh, freddy's out on the strip yeah. i don't think you can i don't think they're taking i think wendy's closes at like 5 or 6 now they're wow. like bankers they get it there at noon and they're out by 5 <laughs> yeah but um freddy's the last couple of times i've tried to go there i don't even know if they're open
1: Oh, they're open. I want then they're go- just
2: doing drive-through. Then yeah, because yeah. there wasn't because the last time I went there and I, I actually went up to the door and opened it and it didn't open. It was locked and I didn't see. And then I realized, oh, it's drive-through only. And um, there were no um, cars in the drive-through at the time, so I didn't realize that it was drive-through only. But I didn't want to do drive-through. I wanted somewhere. I was trying to kill two hours, and I needed somewhere to sit and eat. Yeah, exactly. And I could. I mean, Panera was same thing. And Brugger's, I ended up ordering food at Brugger's not realizing that I wasn't going to be able to eat it there. I didn't see the 100 signs all over, no in-house dining. I mean, so yeah, like this thing is far from over. We have to, Wisconsin just sent a thing out yesterday saying that we all have to wear masks in the press box at, at Madison.
3: Yeah, some people on Twitter were talking about that, how a lot of the businesses were worried that Iowa fans coming in wouldn't respect the local because they have pretty strict mask laws in madison
2: yeah i've been wearing i've been wearing this is about the only place i don't wear a mask and part of mine now like i've told you before is to keep the germs out for Oral surgery and what have sure. you, but I, I wear a mask at, I'm the only, one of the few in the Iowa media that wears a mask at our press conferences and stuff, hardly any of them do.
1: Well, it's yeah. obviously cold and flu season right now, and I'm, I'm real diligent about wearing right. it in public, because yeah. I didn't get a cold all, all last year, I, and just I know just got my lie. flu
3: shot. We I've had got- Susan Mims, city counselor, in here last week, and she wore a mask the whole time, said, I've got a cold, I don't want to give it to
2: you guys.
1: Right.
3: I,
2: I just got my flu shot a week ago, and... In- Got my mask out in the car, but yeah, when I saw that, I it didn't surprise me. I'm actually surprised that not more Iowa media people wear masks when we congregate. Yeah, actually, that's what surprises me.
4: Hello, hello. Well, Tuesday night, McDonald's down there Sycamore Mall and all over town. They all closed up at seven o'clock at night so they could do inventory. So for the store, the store switch and. Saw Steve down there, and it looked like he got a little mad at their clothes. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs>
3: Are you stalking Steve? Are you following him around?
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he drove, drove by. He didn't look too happy as he drove by the car. He never looks happy though. <laughs> my son, give my son some money <laughs> because they they had an all nighter uh, doing inventory.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, thanks, and, thanks for the call, man. It's always and, a rough time when a business and, and changes hands. And
4: are starting to close at 7 now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep.
3: 7, okay, thanks.
1: All right, well, thanks. All right, bye.
3: Bye. When uh, KRNA got sold from uh, Rob Norton and Elliot Keller to uh, what would eventually become Cumulus, uh-huh. I was the jock who was on 7 to midnight that night. And Elliot Keller, general manager, well, first of all, Rob Norton was the owner, one right. of the two owners, comes in and he gets mad at his laptop And he's screaming and cursing and everything, and finally comes in to say goodbye, and he's really nice, and he's in a great mood. Uh And uh, so I'm like, okay. Elliot calls me, the general manager, about an hour later and says, hey, Uh, apparently Rob uh, smashed his laptop in the parking lot and then urinated on it. (laughs) Would you mind cleaning that up before the new people come in? I don't want them to see that.
1: Oh, man.
3: I made the new overnight guy do it. My first job with a new company was forcing the new overnight guy to go clean up a urine-soaked, throw a urine-soaked laptop into the dumpster. Why did he pee on it again? He was just mad at it. You didn't know Rob Norton. He was a character. He owned KRNA, z two point nine KGYM. So
2: peeing on computers was not really out of the norm for him? No.
3: No, I was not surprised by that call at all. No.
2: That's just kind of gross.
3: He once had to be talked out of uh, faxing a copy of his own butt to another station. (laughs) I was there for that. Okay. <laughs> Q103 had tried to start a fight with us, and he wasn't happy, and he had to be talked down from sitting on the
5: the coffee machine
3: and photocopying his ass and faxing it to them.
6: Hello, hello. That sounds disgusting.
5: <laughs> it is. <laughs>
6: anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, every thing that I've seen Wisconsin play, and the fans seem to all have masks on. Do you think all the football players? Are uh, the people that go to the game tomorrow have to
2: have masks on? No. No, I've seen lots of pictures of Wisconsin fans not wearing okay. masks. I don't I don't think uh, outside I don't think they Maybe I'm, I it could, could be a wrong rule that I can't enforce. but well, I know the volleyball; they all have masks on. That's a big. Difference. That's in, it's also inside. Yeah, yeah, that's inside. And I just don't know how you can. And maybe they do it, but how do you force that? I mean, in the middle of the student section, well, you that's you know, true with, and, with and, uh, hey,
6: other people coming in. And what about our basketball games that we'll be having next week? Are we going to have to wear masks for those? Because those are
2: inside. No, you can't. The governor's.
6: Yeah, the governor says you can't. You
3: don't so have you to can't do mask.
2: Force it. <laughs> The governor says you well, can't. Right. We have
6: it. a different governor than other people do. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> I mean,
2: they will encourage it. I'll have mine on it inside basketball games this year, and I think some. But my guess is most people will not have masks on at basketball games.
6: Did you? Uh, did anybody see the Packers uh, Cardinals game last night? I forgot about it. I did
3: not. I see
2: it. I fell asleep like near the end of it. Pretty exciting finish.
6: It was. Uh, yeah, it was an exciting game.
2: Yeah, I just missed it. I just did not watch sports last night for some reason. I can't remember what I was doing really.
3: Now, my mom's a Packer fan, so I went over there and she made tenderloins and we watched it. She nice. was happy.
6: I'm sure she was. She was, was. pleased. <laughs> Anything well, else, Card? It was um, mistakes. Mistakes beat the Cardinals. They uh, they yep. threw interceptions. In fact, the very last thing of the, the game was an interception. Right.
1: Well, the good teams take advantage of those mistakes, and that's what the Packers... Uh, Packers did, and that's what what the Hawkeyes have been doing pretty much all year. And that, may yeah, be, and they better do that tomorrow. Better be the, that might be the key to the win. And if they if they uh, uh, come out victorious tomorrow, now today we're not supposed to have any rain, but it's supposed to be breezy, right? Yeah, but it's supposed to die down by tonight for the football games. It'll still be uh, well. I'm going to be going to a field hockey, a field hockey game yeah. at two o'clock. Yeah, it'll be a, yeah. A bundle up. It'll be a it'll be chilly. It'll be brisk. <laughs> it'll be chilly. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah, this is their last home game.
3: Yeah, senior day, so you, I understand you want to go. You can watch on BTN, though, if people can't make it out there or don't want to deal well, with the cold. Well,
6: that's true, too, but it's fun to be there. Oh, right. I agree.
3: I've been to some of those. They're great.
6: Okay, well, you guys
3: have a good day. You too, Karn. Thanks. Karin, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Karn has checked in. All right.
1: So the Big Ten title, they already tied. They, 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 they're in for the Big Ten title, but it's, they can have it outright if they win tonight. Yes. Or this afternoon, I
3: mean. Yeah, because I think Michigan's only that one game behind them. So.
1: Right. Makes so, sense. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah. And they're playing Northwestern. I have, you have no idea what Northwestern is. Number six. Is t- they're okay. ranked number six. Okay, so not not a, not a walk for sure. No, no.
3: It's it's a tough. going to be a tough game. Yeah. And, and then people then, can watch it at 2 o'clock, Big Ten Network.
1: Battling the elements. mm mm-hmm.
2: be interesting to see how many people show up.
1: Yeah. I would hope so. I and
2: mean, they had about 1,200 for the Michigan match. Yeah. I doubt they're going to have that since it's, what time does it start? Two. Two. I mean, yeah. two on a Friday is kind of hard to. For a lot of people to attend, unless they're directly related to players on the team, you know they've kind of planned their schedule around it.
1: Right, and you know the members of the football team aren't going to be there. <laughs> That's, That's true. Like they were for the Michigan you know, game. My
2: guess is members of hardly. Well, I don't know what the wrestlers' schedule. A lot of the wrestlers were at the yep. match too. I don't know. If they. Um, I assume they're probably practicing about this yeah, time. Don't you think?
3: I'd imagine the women's basketball team might be practicing too. I don't know.
2: Sure. But yeah, I mean. um, if they win, this would be they'd, they'd be undefeated. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a party that almost wants them to lose now once, to get it out of their system for fear that if they have not lost, they may get tight during postseason. You know when that happens? Right. To try to finish under. but man, I guess it would be spectacular if they could make a go through this whole year undefeated, but a lot of field hockey left.
3: Yeah, and I would think if you're a number one team going into the postseason, that anything other than national championship, you. Well,
2: we talked about that. Yeah, when, that's they have no margin for error. No, I mean they're undefeated. They're ranked number one. So really, if you finish runner up, you can say, "Well, we didn't live up to well, we didn't live up to our regular season. <laughs> we didn't live up to the hype. We didn't live up to it." Yeah, no, that's what that's the big burden when you're this good. But boy, I think a lot of teams would like to be in their situation. So good luck to field hockey and doesn't soccer play. Uh, Sunday, afternoon. Sunday, Sunday afternoon against Michigan State, right? Correct. Yeah, and it's
3: that Michigan State. Now, that's not because they're hosting the tournament. Is that just a thing where teams host first round? I that think, tournament? I believe
2: so. Yes, okay. I believe, I think the I, I don't. When they get to the semi and stuff, isn't it at one site? Yeah, I think. At I that believe point so. It is. But don't quote me on that. But yeah, good luck to um, good luck to soccer. So, these next couple of weeks are the you have four or five sports all overlapping.
3: We were talking earlier about how now we're starting to get to basketball is saying this Thursday for like women's basketball.
2: Well, the yeah, the, crazy. Yeah, the men crazy. have an exhibition on the fifth, which is what that's next Thursday, isn't Friday? it? The fifth. That's Friday. Friday, and the women have one on Thursday. Thursday, right? the fourth. Yeah. So yeah, and then the week after is Longwood. The first game I believe is on the ninth, and that's the and it's on the ninth, and they honored it for being on the ninth by having it start at nine o'clock. I think they've moved <laughs> yeah. it back to two a.m. So when the kids get out of the bars, they,
5: they can g- go over. Yeah, to go over. <laughs>
2: yeah I mean.
1: But, Holy crap. Do you know, since the big uh, ACC challenge, how many goals the field hockey team has given up all year?
2: One. Not two. a lot. Two. two. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, every game they play, it's almost always a shutout. I yeah, mean, it's, uh, that's crazy. It, it is. I mean... So yeah, I mean, didn't they beat Michigan? Is it? I think it was two to one. Two right? to one in the shootout. It yeah, was one shootout. one in regulation. Yeah, one one. Yep, so yeah, yep. it's not. And The thing with field hockey, you don't turn away because you may miss the only goal scored. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you? So, but. and that's not to say there's not a lot of action those games. Oh no, I mean it's They're a very fun physical, to watch. It's a very physical sport. I mean, that I'm just surprised more players don't get hit in the head with that ball. Yeah, you don't hear about that much really with field hockey, do you?
1: Not really. No. No.
2: None of them wear masks, do they?
1: I don't think so. I think they wear mouth guards. But I the, mean, the goalies,
2: of course, do. Yeah, and sure. I know they wear mouth guards but I'm kind of like hockey back in the 60s and 70s, that puck flying around. Those guys would get hit in the head. Yes. (laughs) You'd see it all the time, and I'd be like, why don't they wear... I
3: remember the big fight when they initiated the helmets, and the rule was that they could be grandfathered in. So he had these really old guys yeah, these, not wearing
1: helmets, and everybody else is wearing helmets. These yeah. old warriors out there, <laughs> Lanny McDonald's yeah, out there, Stan <laughs> They
2: without their prosthetics, and then they'd go and do meet with the media, and you'd see them putting their teeth in. Right, before, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them you'd see them putting their teeth in right before they would get ready to talk. It was, a, was that Bobby Clark?
1: Oh, God, yeah. yes, from the uh, uh, the Penguins.
2: It, didn't he miss? He was missing almost flyers. a ton of his upper. And he'd, put, he'd he'd always put that mouthpiece in and well, he lost,
3: Actually, he lost those in a couch from what I was told. Oh, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> I'm guessing that. he lost those with a puck.
1: Give yourself a little there. Right.
2: You imagine getting hit in the teeth with a puck? Oh, no. Oh, God. And I assume that's what most of that was from. Sure. Those guys didn't
1: wear masks. Yeah, they didn't lose their teeth in fights.
2: I thought it was interesting when I was
3: doing public address for softball last Friday. Some of the pitchers wear helmets and some don't. No, some, oh, some
2: infielders, same way. Yeah, and At high school level, the pitcher has to wear a helmet, I believe. But with the infielders, we used to always kind of make note of that doing the games. I mean, some players, you'd see the entire infield with helmets. Some you'd see nobody but the pitcher. I mean, it just I guess it just depends on what makes you comfortable.
3: Yeah. I would imagine it's just odd to throw a pitch with like a helmet with like a face mask.
1: Yeah,
2: you have to. You'd really have to adjust to
1: that. I mean, you'd have to pretty much wear it constantly. But if everyone to... does it, then yeah, it's, it's even. It's, it's even. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I'll tell you what. As a, that was always my biggest fear as a pitcher was having a ball come right back at you, and you see it happen at the major league level. Man, it's scary. It is scary. It's, I'm still surprised that nobody has made a really light less cumbersome type of mask for pitchers to wear when they're on the mound, something that wouldn't – because, I mean, I, I just worry about what could happen someday. Because, yeah. I mean, we've been close. There's been some really close calls with pitchers getting hit. Yeah. I mean, that ball coming back at 120 miles per hour with you're not in a position to defend yourself, it's scary.
1: You remember how Bob Gibson used to fall off the mound like that and just mm-hmm. leave himself completely exposed? Of course, he, he he threw a lot of balls that were unhittable anyway. Yeah,
2: and he also <laughs> wasn't afraid to throw it inside. I mean, he was mean. No, Bob Gibson yeah. was mean. Yeah,
1: he ruined with um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he got traded to the Phillies. And the first time this guy came up, and he had, he had roomed with Bob Gibson for years. But he, he when he faced Bob Gibson as a Philly, the first thing he did is brush him back. <laughs> like yeah. you, you're not my you're not my teammate anymore.
2: Bob Gibson and Frank Robinson. Nobody messed with them. That's
7: right. Uh, hello. Hey, guys. Chris Lehman. I heard you talking about pitcher's masks, and uh, have a little info for you. Okay. Uh, my, my daughter Sarah has worn one ever since her first varsity action. I remember it specifically at Waterloo West. She came in the game and was warming up and didn't have her mask, and I think it was because she was so nervous that she forgot to bring it. I went down to the dugout, and she has worn a mask every. Game she's pitched since then, mm-hmm. and I know it's mandated in high school, but college you have the option. Um, but just heard you talking about that, and I also wanted to to let you know that she's you know she's at DePaul now, and DePaul opens. I don't know if you guys believe in fate, but DePaul opens in San Diego on February eighteenth against the Iowa Hawkeyes.
2: Wow. I think Pat should cover Ball. that game in San Diego.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Write yeah, that one they're, off.
1: They're,
2: <laughs> I, 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 I could I could make that sacrifice. February?
7: <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: No, that's why I had I did not realize that. Thanks for yeah. pointing that out. We will definitely that is definitely something that we will be um, sure very interested in. Yeah. Will she yeah, be pitching, so, do you know? Is it too early?
7: Too early to tell, but uh, DePaul's fall schedule was basically a rehash of when she was a Hawkeye. They went to uh hosted Iowa State in a doubleheader. Um Went to Wisconsin for a doubleheader, went to Northwestern for a doubleheader, and didn't win any of those games, but um, had Wisconsin on the ropes. And then they finished up at Northern Illinois with a win against Northern Illinois and then Danville Community College. So shorter season, fall season there, but uh, she pitched well. Um, it was interesting. We were at Wisconsin, and the, the Wisconsin coaches were asking her asking her head coach at the ball why Where's Sarah? When's Sarah gonna pitch? What? Is she hurt? What? So she thinks they were Scouting her. Anticipating her being on the mound and did a lot of scouting. So, uh, she only came in and pitched a couple of innings. But just wanted to touch base with you guys. Well, thank you. you, thanks, Chris. All right, keep it hey, posted.
2: Hey, right.
1: thanks thanks for uh, sponsoring thanks. tonight's game, by the way. Appreciate yes. that.
7: You bet, you bet. I always always appreciate all your guys' advertising and covering all the high school sports and you guys do a great job. Thank right. you. Thanks, man.
3: That reminds thanks. me, uh when I was doing the softball game last week, uh Briley Closterman's mom was texting me, Are you going to do the police reports between innings? Because <laughs> we're looking for music and stuff between innings. They're big fans of the station. I got to meet Briley after the game and stuff. So. Oh, cool. She's I a heck great.
2: of a player. She really is, yeah. She's a really. She's one of the best softball players I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, she's center fielder,
2: yep. leadoff
3: batter. I don't know much about softball, but I know that's
2: good. I mean, I think yes. she was like in eighth grade when she started playing at the varsity level, and I just remember doing games with the radio. And I'm like, man, she got the quickest wrist I've ever seen. She could hit ropes just frozen. There was ropes. some great defense in that exhibition. Well, not exhibition.
3: What so you call it? called it for the radio station? No, it was public address. Oh, they public had address. They'd be filling this public address okay. announcer. And there's some great defense on this Hawkeye squad that's coming this spring. Well, there were some good defensive I mean, plays in the two games. Clearly, a
2: program on the rise. Now they just have to take that next step. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, know it's. Um, I mean, they did not make the tournament last year, but they were one of the teams on the one of the closest teams on the outside looking in. So hopefully, that's the next step. Get them into postseason. See what happens. Breaking down softball. I yeah. didn't think we'd do that today, and here we are. <laughs> God, I've written so much about this Wisconsin game. I mean, just. I mean, now you just got to play it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's almost weird because we have had the bye week and then. Um, you know, uh, it's it, everybody's just anticipating this, and uh, that's the problem, Pat. You know, you, you've got two weeks to analyze the upcoming game, and that's what everybody's been doing. So you're right. Let's get this game underway, man.
2: I, I picked Iowa to lose twelve to eight. I hope I'm wrong. Twelve I mean, to eight. Yeah, I've got um, four was- safeties. Iowa getting I well in my yeah I put Iowa will score on four safeties versus five safeties no Wisconsin will have two field goals and two safeties ah, so there I think there'll be a total of six safeties in the game and two field goals no and like I said I hope I'm wrong I will gladly admit to being wrong if it happens I just go with my gut feeling and sure. it's there their offensive rushing attack is really starting to come they're not that injured. And I I, I just, I I guess I used what I thought was kind of common sense. I mean, I could have just gone, I'm going Hawkeye, and I'm not, no way I can pick Wisconsin. But I just went with my, what was my gut feeling. And like I said, I've been wrong many times before, so hopefully I'm wrong this time. But I don't think either one of you guys would be stunned if Wisconsin won a low-scoring game, would you? No, no, not at all. I mean, you can be a homer and you can be an idiot, too. I mean, you (laughs) can just. Well, it's the same reason we're worried about Purdue. We've seen this before, you know. Yeah, but I picked them to beat Purdue. Well, yeah, a lot of true. people
1: have expected that.
2: I picked them to beat Purdue. I, I I had them losing going into the season. I had them losing to Wisconsin, Iowa State, and, God, if you can believe it, Northwestern. And I didn't realize Northwestern was going to be this bad, but you still don't take Northwestern lightly. No. Because they're going to be roaring to go for that night game, raring to go for that night game. And if Iowa commits two or three turnovers, anything can happen. But, no, tomorrow I just couldn't bring myself to... Because I just don't think Iowa's going to be able to run the ball at all. And so far, we've seen when they can't run the ball at all, their offense really struggles. And on top of that, Wisconsin's defense is really, really good. So, it just to me, it seemed too hard to pick Iowa in this situation. That That's just...
1: What about um, uh, their kicking? Are they good? Are they have a they're good punter?
2: Good. The difference in special teams is Charlie Jones. Um, yeah, they have a good punter. Mm-hmm. They have a good field goal kicker. I think he's 10 of 12. I mean, he's close to shoot X 11 to 13. They're punters right around 46 with Taylor. The difference is the return game. Um, Charlie Jones gives Iowa a decided advantage in the return game. Mm-hmm. And then you got Ivory Kelly Martin who can return kicks too. So I gave Iowa the advantage on special teams because of the advantage in the return game. They're even in the other two. I did my position breakdowns and I think it was six to three Wisconsin. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I picked, I gave Iowa the advantage at receiver because Wisconsin's two receivers, their best catches, they have 18 catches each and that's about it. Then there's a drastic drop-off, and they've only got two touchdowns, to their receivers. Graham Mertz is – I gave Petrus the advantage over Graham Mertz sort of by default. I mean, Mertz has got seven interceptions and two touchdowns. He's been terrible. Petrus has been was bad against Purdue, but other than that, he's been serviceable and he's avoided mistakes. Right. And he's 12-1 and one over his last 13 <laughs> games. So I gave, I gave Iowa the advantage at receiver, at um, quarterback, and in the secondary – and then i think all the others i gave to wisconsin i mean oh yeah tight end it was tough sam laporta's had a little better year this year than jake ferguson's one of the top tight ends in college football he had 99 catches coming into this year he's sort of a product of their lack of offense so i still gave ferguson a slight edge over laporta because i think ferguson's going to be an nfl tight end and he's i mean he's really good he's just in a really bad offense right now and somehow he and mertz haven't really connected the way laporta and petras have but Laporte is really good. I mean, that's, I mean, it takes somebody special to, to get the nod over him. And so, like I said, then I, when I did the position breakdowns, I'm like, I, linebacker, Iowa, that's probably the strength of the Iowa team, but Wisconsin's better. Their linebacker, I mean, the Louis Chanel, I mean, he's probably the best linebacker in the Big Ten. He's got 26 tackles in the last two games, eight 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 and a half, I believe, tackles for loss in the last two games. Wow. And he's 260 pounds, and he's really good. And his name's Louis Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> sounds very like, fancy. You no, know, it just sounds like he should be pushing perfume.
3: Uh, pointing out, by the way, that I was looking up the weather for Madison tomorrow. High
2: 57, yeah. partly to mostly
3: cloudy, yeah. no wind. No wind. Yeah.
2: No, no wind. rain. So, yeah. And um, how do you think Souter will be?
3: Um, I've checked in with him today. He's doing well right now.
2: Is, he's fine. Are they partying? Um,
3: not yet, I don't think. Uh, but I imagine tomorrow morning. Oh, He says he's not, he doesn't drink a lot before the 11 o'clock kickoffs. I yeah, dispute
2: <laughs> that. I've been at some of those tailgates. I've been there too. I remember when we used to do the radio show from the parking lot. Uh, I tried yeah. to do the radio with show With yeah, him Stumbling lot. around with his cell phone. What a God, nightmare! God, that was just—it was just one of the most painful. Well, you got operations. sixty
1: thousand people trying to want, use the one cell tower, and everyone's drunk. <laughs>
2: yeah, or at least not drunk, but well, lightheaded. headed That was the fun part. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> then the next, when you're talking about it two days, oh no, I wasn't drunk. I mean, there was a lot, but um, pretty much everyone but me was drunk because I had to go and cover the game right so i couldn't be intoxicated as i went you know so well
3: and there's a difference between like stumbling falling down drunk and just having a just have buzz there, was a, was, buzz. Buzz, there yeah. was a lot of buzz I, yeah, there was a lot
2: of buzz there wasn't a lot of i mean we're, i'm not talking morrison or anything no <laughs> no you're but most, there were some i mean there
1: yeah most of us are not used to day drinking you know gained. no uh, speak for yourself pal
2: i rarely I drink mr liver us, transplant over here i said most of us oh, that's a good I, point <laughs> i rarely do drink before it gets dark and like i said i only drink light beer so and by your turns. I'm a wimp, right, Tommy? There's only drinking yes. light beer.
3: Yes, I'm just laughing because Southern Justin just posted in the chat room. I wonder if there's any boom boom going on in the hotel room. Thank Who, you, Southern Justin, for Whose hotel room?
2: I Wait, I don't want to know. Tom
3: and Ann. Oh,
1: They're staying at their friend's house. So yeah. then, no Southern Justin. No, no boom boom at a, when you're a guest. I
3: just <laughs> think it's funny. insinuated that in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you're saying, so Hunter, you're basically saying that there's no boom, that out of respect for their friends, they're not going no, boom boom? to no, turn that thing so. into a brothel? I
1: wouldn't think so, no. <laughs> they're down
2: there eating, drinking coffee and all of a sudden the room just... <laughs> 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 well, the it depends Ed, if I wins or loses that Headboards
1: hitting the wall. <laughs> Lamps falling off tables.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's
2: even before Ann wakes up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Give him a... up, boy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You think I Tom's be listening? careful or the band caller is going to call. you think Tom's listening? I would think not. I hope not. I hope not. I hope I hope he and I Steve... I don't know why neither, anybody's listening.
2: I hope neither one of them are listening. I hope they're out doing, just enjoying life and not being, not clutching to this radio. Tom's, right.
1: Tom's real good about distancing himself from here when he's not he's here.
2: He's not Steve.
1: No, Steve is more Is he engaged. listening right now, Steve? Oh, I bet. He, oh. he might be there. He's probably, probably on the note. road.
2: Probably taking notes. <laughs> Driving up <laughs> to Minneapolis
3: to hang out with Mace tonight. Yeah. Oh, so is
2: she going to Minnesota? He's yeah. going to
3: Minnesota to see Mace. Oh, just to see Mace? Well, he, yeah, I think that
1: is it. Yeah, he's. I doing, mean, they might have something else. To go. They've always been talking about visiting and and he, have dinner. And, and, and uh, Steve's got to kick his ass. Yeah, that too. Because oh. he's threatened for like three years to kick his ass, and this will be the time. Yeah. So, um, hey, so hey,
2: is I'm, he staying at Mace's house or in a hotel? I hotel. I think,
1: think they're doing hotel.
5: Okay. Have fun Again,
1: with you. you know the
3: rattling and. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
5: So, oh,
2: Jan's going with him? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, have fun. Safe travels. I didn't know that he and Mace were that close of friends. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Two little short guys like that. (laughs) Who's taller between those two?
1: We've done that I think before. St- I think Steve is taller. And, but he's hunched but, over. But he's hunched over now, so I think it's a pretty even deal. Yeah, okay. it's pretty even. But I think we once <laughs> had that fight on the I ass. mean,
2: if they fought, though, Mace is younger. He'd kill Steve. Oh, yes. He? Even, yeah.
1: even with a bad ticker, he could probably still take I
2: it. I think he would have Steve down in a matter of minutes and it'd be yeah. over. Well, he fights dirty. I would think Mace would fight oh, dirty. Oh, I bet Mace kick to the hands. I could see Mace also, once he neutralizes you and has you down, start verbal insults. and taunting you, yes. Taunting you while he's inflicting pain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're tough stuff now. How can I get out of this, huh?
2: Mr. Radio Guy. I could see him calling him Mr. Radio Guy. And he could sick his dogs on him, too. (laughs) I mean, they're Yorkies, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they're small.
2: They could go pee on him. (laughs) Yeah. All right, back to the
1: Hawks.
2: (laughs) I
3: have a joke about smelling like urine when you wake up that I'm not going to use.
2: Good. I already killed 35 minutes. I know. We really
3: have. Oh, really? Uh, Anything interesting out of the news conference that maybe you weren't expecting from uh, Lisa Bluter yesterday? Um, or Tom Brands, either in the news conferences. Yeah, because No, Brands the Brands was one thing one. was just
2: what I wrote. That was my lead even. You didn't need psychic power. You knew he was going to write about it. It's time to move on. Enough yeah. of the, <laughs> the celebrating. we got to move on. It's, nothing's automatic. You knew that. Um, Lisa, um, it's interesting because what they did was exactly what they need to do. I mean, they're good, but they're not really, really good because they've never been good enough on defense to get to that next level. When I'm talking, I'm talking about – Getting to the final four. Actually, I mean, I know they were close with Gustafson. Right. But uh, the inability to defend and rebound is what ultimately caught up to them even in that year. And they said all the right things yesterday. I mean, they were not a good defensive team last year. They allowed over 80 points per game. Maryland scored 111 and 104 against them in two losses. And Maryland's the standard. That's who they're trying to reach. And they said all the right things. They said they've made some schematic changes and so we'll see i mean the products you're going to see i mean they like to play at a fast pace lisa gives her players a lot of freedom to shoot so there's a lot of transition but there's times where i watch them and they just get beat on rebounding and they just can't keep a defense lots of times like maryland's quicker than i at almost every position and that impacts defense so it, like i said it's defense is the one thing that's the biggest part of caitlin clark's game i wrote she's just like her team her weakness is defense her team's weakness is defense they claim that they're addressing are addressing it and trying to fix it, so we'll see what happens. Well,
3: you asked Coach Bluter about whether or not Caitlin Clark has some things to work on. I've got the audio here, so let's play that
2: right and now. And it was a short answer, and it was more – she talked more about offense, which I found kind of Yeah, I'll play it here right now.
3: I think Caitlin can continue to work on her defense, um, but also just her ability to score off of a screen. Um, not a ball screen. She's pretty good at that, but coming off of other screens and making those kind of reads.
2: See, I love an answer like that. That's an X is an no answer. Mm-hmm. No sugarcoating anything. And, yeah, she started by saying the defense. And Caitlin did admit in high school she didn't work real hard on defense. It wasn't a priority because she was so involved offensively and she was relied on to score so many points and to work so hard on offense. Defense is kind of where she took time off. But at this level, that's, you can't do that. Yeah.
1: I, I, really, I really was intrigued by uh, uh, Coach Bluter's comment that it's easier to um, – Get into the Sweet 16, then they'll win the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, well, it is.
2: I mean, because one takes two wins, and the other takes, you know, probably minimum 14, 15. Yeah, well, and if you're in the top 25, you're going to host both games.
5: Right. Pretty much, um, but, for the most part.
1: But it was a compliment to the conference. Oh, without question. Know. I mean, you know, Iowa's great. ranked
2: ninth right now, but they're third in the conference behind Indiana and
1: mm-hmm. Maryland.
2: Yeah. And let's face it, last year the gap between Iowa and Maryland was pretty... Oh, pretty yeah. substantial. Yeah, I mean Maryland just—I mean—they ran up and down the court, and they, most of those players are back, so they needed to do something on defense. They need—that's the thing. Scoring points is not a problem. They need to get better on defense, and a lot of it starts with rebounding too. There were so many games where I watched them where the defense failed, partly because they couldn't get a rebound, or they allowed too many offensive rebounds, and it just kind of impacted tempo and what have you. But but no, they said all the right things. Defense was definitely the narrative at Media Day. I remember a few years back, Indiana is really a team on the rise because they
3: were the team that cost Iowa yeah, now they're the outright here. Big Ten championship a few years ago. Now they're here. I mean, now they're, they're here. Good.
2: They're good. Yeah, Indiana is good. And, of course, Maryland's been good ever since Brenda Fries has been there. I mean, they're really good. I mean, Maryland is a team that expects to go to the Final Four every year. I mean, she won one national title with them, but she hasn't won one since. So I'm sure in her eyes that they're due. But I, I was beaten Maryland a few times before. I mean, I remember they beat Maryland in one game, and I think they allowed like 40 offensive rebounds to Iowa. Some, it was an incredible stat. Wow. That it, it was amazing <laughs> to think that Iowa was able to win the game. But part of it was because Maryland missed a lot of shots, just a lot of open shots and what have you. But, no, it was definitely defense. As far as the, the, the message from Iowa wrestling was just, like I said, time to move on, but everyone's back. I mean, they're another one. Anything less than a national title is going to be a disappointment. But if you remember – um, they need to show that last year wasn't a fluke or an outlier because Penn State's won eight of, out of eight of the last ten national titles, I believe. And remember how last year ended. Iowa only had one national champion. The yeah. other guys all lost. Penn State had four. So they had a ton of momentum going into the offseason. So Penn State's going nowhere. If Iowa wins this again, they're going to have to earn it. And they know it, and they're they're preparing that way. I mean, they they know that they're, you know, everyone talks, oh, the hunter the instead of the hunted. I mean, that, you always hear that at media day. Target <laughs> on the back. That's another one you hear at media day, but Penn state, I still believe is uh, one of the hunted too. They're right there. And my guess is Penn state's, their attitude is, you know, let's show that last year was just a fluke COVID and everything, but we're still the giants. That's the challenge that's facing Iowa. It's going to be fascinating to watch too. Now we
3: mentioned the newscast. I'm going to plug this since you uh, mentioned it, that they announced all, but one of Iowa's big 10 wrestling. uh, Let's see. Where is it here? Uh, Home duels against Minnesota, Purdue, Penn state, and at Wisconsin, uh, and road duels at Illinois, Ohio State, Nebraska—all will be live on BTN. So if you can't make it out to Carver, you oh, I thought be able it was only
2: it. seven out of nine. It's, everyone will be um, all but one. I thought it said. Okay, I thought nine, it, I two. heard you guys earlier in the morning. Seven of seven. Iowa's eight Big Ten oh, conference duels okay. will be televised. Seven of eight. Okay, so that's. I, that's unusual, isn't it? They don't usually tell no. that many, do they? No. Interesting. Well, well, how
1: many season tickets did you say they've sold for They said
2: 11,600 is Holy what they said crap. yesterday. Yeah.
1: That's wild.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is the last chance to see Spencer Lee, who yeah. arguably, who's going to prob- barring a, a huge miracle on ice-like upset, is going to be their first four-time national champion. I don't see anyone, um, whether he's got uh, hell, he may not even have knees by the time the. <laughs> I still would pick him. I don't see anyone touching Spencer Lee, so yeah. And I think that's a big draw. And of course, they want to see this team try to defend the national title because, like I mean, Penn State is right there. It's going to be a, It's going to be fascinating to watch those two teams, like I said. And but yeah, Spencer Lee is a big part of that draw. Just like Caitlin Clark's a big part of the draw for the women's team. But they also are part of teams that are good. I mean, as great as Caitlin Clark and Spencer Lee are, if the teams they were on sucked, there wouldn't be near – I mean, maybe people would go watch Spencer and then leave. I mean, the, they're on really good teams, too, and that really helps them, too. Now, I
3: got a question about uh, Spencer Lee because he had – was it two torn ACLs? Yes. Is that it? So, other sports, you get that repaired, you're out for like a year. So, how did he get
2: those fixed? I mean, is he – how
3: was he able to I assume he got them
2: like fixed. I mean, I, I, I think he may not even have an ACL anymore in one knee, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember wow. – but that was also, let's see, that was eight, that was almost eight months ago. Yeah. I, I mean, he injured around. it. In fe- I think he injured it in February. So the injury actually, I mean, usually an ACL, if things go okay, you can get it repaired and get healthy again in six to eight months. Okay. So I so think so he's he kind be- of on that schedule and what have you. But, yeah, he's had ACL tears on both knees, and it, it's still incredible what he, w- he was able to do. But one thing you know at Iowa, he's under great medical tear oh, sure. and oh, sure. they'll have him as healthy as he needs to be and if he is healthy I don't just don't see anyone even touching him. They need to get those weights where. I mean they lost I think in two of the championships they lost to Penn State guys. So that's going to be another storyline yep. too just to see how Iowa and Penn State both coexist this year. I've
3: got a great audio clip by the way when Brands was talking about uh Spencer Lee's uh, name, image, and likeness endorsements because he's got a bunch. Yeah, That's a great clip. I'm going to play it right now.
8: Just because somebody's going to pay you money to be a spokesman does not mean that you have arrived forever. You have to continue to earn it. And the riches that you have earned will only grow, and I'm not talking about material riches. I'm talking about all riches. Um, you know what? Um thinking bigger like why not win two sullivans and three hodges and that's not calling spencer out i think he's thinking that way and i know he's thinking that way
2: Uh, what do you have tom brands talking about the riches you earn my one of my favorite parts of it, it was right at the beginning when he was talking about how, you know, we're going to try to talk really clear for the transcript. Yeah. But then we're not going to talk. I mean, it, I, he just, it, he started rambling about <laughs> the, the transcript. And I thought that was just hilarious. No, he, he's always hilarious. Oh, and, great quotes! And what's funny is I don't think he even tries. It's just, no. it's just
3: him. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, how with Fran... There's always pauses. He's kind of measured. He's he thinks old, about what he's going to say.
2: Measured, yes. Tom
3: Brands just boom. He's just going to keep talking
2: <laughs> until he's done talking. Yeah, Fran and Kirk are kind of the same in that regard. <laughs> yeah, yeah Kirk, Kirk's but, a big run-on guy. But, whereas Brands, it's just hey, whatever comes out comes out. And, <laughs> just, and he usually says the right thing. I mean, I mean, but yeah, his message. I mean, the nil stuff. I, I had kind of forgotten about that stuff, and I, I don't think. There's enough for it to be a distraction, and there's no way Spencer Lee's going to let something like no. selling T-shirts become a distraction. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, he's got way bigger things to think about than, you know, how his T-shirt sales are going. I'm glad that he's got a market, and that he can make some money that way, because he deserves it. He deserves to be able to market himself. I mean... He's going to be popular for as long as he continues to win, but he after this year, he won't be an Iowa Hawkeye. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to cash in on that while he can.
1: Sure. And I know Kaylin Clark just signed a three-year deal with Ivy. So. Yeah. yeah, good for her. That's, yeah, that's exactly. money there. That's, Hell yeah. yeah.
8: Hello. Hey, it's Greg calling from outside of Chicago. I, I, had a, I don't know if it's a question or a comment about women's basketball. I, I guess I'm a little disappointed in order to promote the game and how much hype there was last year. I really thought – whether it was ESPN or whatever, would make an effort that Iowa and UConn played each other the next three seasons with those two great players. I just think that's a real shame. I feel like they've made sure in women's basketball to do that in the past when there's high-profile players, and I, I think that's a missed opportunity.
2: Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, the men do seem to do more of that with star players, but that's a good, good point. I hadn't really thought about that. I'd be curious to see what Lisa thinks about that. But, but yeah, why, had you heard talk that that would maybe happen?
8: No, I just feel like as a fan of women's basketball, that, that has happened in the past. They've made sure that some of the marquee players have faced each other. Because it's not like football where you're ske- you know, the schedule's done 10 years in advance.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: I mean, they, they can add these games, and I just think that, I mean, I, I assume both teams would have to agree, but I just think that even if it's a loss for Iowa, that's just a missed opportunity to promote what's maybe two of the... Better women's basketball players, you know, in a in a long time. So. Oh
2: no, there's no question about that. It would be, it would definitely be a chance to promote, and the men do seem to do more of that than the women do. But I mean, um, but no, that's an interesting point. That would have been great. Yeah, okay. you're right.
8: All right, thanks, guys. thank, thank you. you.
2: But yeah, no, that would have definitely gotten some hype and. More than likely, Iowa would have lost. Especially, I mean, when you consider they lost by 20 points to Connecticut in the tournament last year. Yeah, and I and Becker's was good. They're different <clears throat> types of players. I think Caitlin's a little more flamboyant, a little more flashy, whereas Becker's is a little more versatile, a little more of a stat. I mean, I mean, she probably a better defender. And she's, to me, not a score-first guard, whereas Caitlin's a score-first guard who can also pile up a ton of assists. I mean, it's incredible. They both stuffed the stash sheet, but in different ways, I guess, is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Beckers was way more of a pass-first guard, at least in the game I watched her play, whereas Caitlin, I mean, Caitlin's so used to having to score a lot of points. Do you
3: think Caitlin Clark can break through and maybe win like a player of the year or something when she's got Beckers the
2: same age, same well, class? She, well, yeah, a lot will depend on team success, okay. too. I mean, if they're both having a good year, and Connecticut's twenty-five and two, and Iowa's like eighteen and nine, I mean that has a lot to do with it. And Connecticut's going to get the benefit of that a lot, I think, especially in women's sports. It seems like there's such a monopoly the powers structure they seem to always just kind of have a hold of everything so i think for caitlin to do something like that she's going to have similar stats stats are not going to be her issue it's going to be team success i think that will ultimately determine how high she goes for individual honors i had a
3: basketball coach just text me and say that some college basketball schedules are actually done two to three weeks in advance or two to three uh, years in advance some are
2: yeah some are but there's still something like he was talking about you could easily do something like that if you wanted to well and- also i'm sure connecticut being the big program you know that
3: they are. Have a lot of non-conference games that are already set, like big rivalry games mm-hmm. and, and other top ten traditional powers that they're playing. Connecticut also
2: has other star players too. I don't yeah. even know who they brought. They hell, so, as far as I know, they may have the player of the year from high school from last year going as a freshman. I don't know. Every year they're they, Alabama. I mean, they, yeah, every year they bring in a Paige Beckers, whereas Iowa doesn't bring in a Caitlin Clark every year. So there's a little mm-hmm. difference there. But no, I thought it was a, a good idea by that gentleman and Greg from. He's from outside of Chicago. Outside mm-hmm. Chicago, he's the one who called with the G.G. Um, Allen thing, isn't he? About how he timed it to where he got to the GG Allen. After yes. the poop? After they Post started poop. Dis- after they started distributing poop. He, yeah. he he timed it to where he missed that part. And um, Oh yeah,
3: UConn does have last year's high school player of the year, from what I was just Do they about. really? Yeah. So
2: shocking. Yeah, no, it is shocking. They are, they're Alabama. Should we take a break? Yeah, I think so. We're, we're halfway through. We're done. fifty minutes into this thing.
1: All right. Not a lot good. of nonsense either.
9: No, yeah.
2: not so far.
9: Hawk Fanatic and the mighty 1630, KCJJ. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental Team provide superior care for your entire family.
0: deer season is upon us and Dirk Sterner Taxidermy of Lone Tree is ready. For over 30 years owner Dirk Sterner has been providing affordable, top-notch taxidermy services to eastern Iowa. Dirk Sterner Taxidermy invites you to visit their Facebook page and see some of Dirk's award-winning mounts. Call Dirk Sterner Taxidermy at 319-330-1774 319-330-1774 or visit them on Facebook at Dirk Sterner Taxidermy Dear season is upon us, and Dirk Sterner Taxidermy is ready.
3: Once upon a time in the land of the Hawkeyes, a business grew. A business that would become synonymous with real estate. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson of Hawkeye Title and Settlement. When you're buying or selling your home, you'll need title and settlement services. Consider the Hawkeye Title and Settlement team. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement, the team you love, the people you trust. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call three nine five zero eight hundred
0: or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar,
1: your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Visit sales at Suples.net or call 337-2246. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. As your American Family Insurance agent in Iowa City, I'm looking out for what matters most to you, even when nothing's wrong. This is Andrew Pelzer of the Andrew Pelzer Agency. Call me at 319-338-7571. And let's talk about your insurance needs today. For details, contact Andrew Pels, our agent. Call 319 338 7571 or stop by 2730 Naples Avenue Southwest, Suite 100 in Iowa City today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Check out the best source for your Iowa City area high school sports coverage. Go to yourprepsports.com. Hi, this is
2: Pat Hardy. City High, West High, Liberty High, Regina, West Branch, Solon, Clear Creek, Emanagh. Prep sports has all the boys' and girls' high school sports you crave. You'll get free, in-depth reporting from dedicated sports journalists on your favorite teams, football, basketball, golf, volleyball, track, softball, and baseball seasons. Profiles, pictures, video, and more. Get in on the action. Go to yourprepsports.com today and spread the word.
9: CJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum
5: Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful.
9: That old north wind is going to keep cranking again today. Finally died down late this afternoon into this evening. Today showers this morning. It's going to stay cloudy most of the day. We'll get to about 53 for a high this afternoon. The wind out of the north gusting to 35, dying down late this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy, 42. Partly cloudy tomorrow, not windy, 58. And then on Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 52. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently, it's 51. From the Hurteen and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ, Iowa City.
1: Sorry for the uh, dead air we were having our.
3: Well, uh, usually Steve's
1: off, off the air, meet the press
3: moment. Yeah. Steve was uh, would yell,
1: last one. Yeah, but I was in the middle of the conversation. So yeah, I didn't... you can not do it. <laughs> what night is trick or treating? Uh, uh, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday night. Okay. And there's. Halloween, what the, you said there's one at the rec center. There's the, something going on at the kiddie. rec center. Yeah, like a kid's one from 5 to 7,
3: but they moved it from the ramp to the, the rec center because of the, with the wind and stuff.
2: And it looks like sure. Halloween weather-wise is going to be... Okay. It's said low 50s. Yeah. It it's like going
3: to be spooktacular. Oh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's going to be a lot of yard work. I have so much raking to do. Oh, yeah? My God, my leaves just in the last week, they're all down now. It's, i probably got three hours worth of raking to do. <laughs> Hello? Hello?
8: Hey, it's Greg calling back. i got to demand a retraction. I am not the G.G. Uh, G. Allen You're not the G.G. G. Allen okay. okay, all right. I, I, saw. I, I stand corrected. We been, apologize. Never even heard of G.G. Allen until I started listening to this show. Okay, well, we'll, well, we'll we apologize show. for that. But well, aren't you glad you did? <laughs> yes, of course. Right. Thanks, guys. Because yeah. yeah, the other guy
2: did. He's somebody from, and he always identifies himself as being from just outside Chicago. Ah, <clears throat> I remember, No, obviously, but thank well, you, Greg. Our reach son. is
1: far and wide. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Greg. We'll take that stink off of you, then. There you yes. go. So but,
2: Shout out to two
3: of our sponsors for this segment, by the way. Bought a car from Deary Brothers, uh, Ford Lincoln. Yeah, a nice night. one. That, that edge, yeah, it's great. And then uh, our friends at uh, Big Dog set me up with DirecTV, and it's great.
1: It's been a week of Tommy today. It really week. has.
3: Yeah. It's been a busy week for me. Yep. So I want to give them a shout out because they, they give us money, and we want to thank them. You bet
2: never know, I may switch over to Big Dog if Mediacom continues to piss me off the way they <laughs> have Oh, they it. pissed
3: me off yesterday turning on the equipment. It was like I was, they didn't want me in their lobby. Like, why are you still here? We want to go to lunch. It was brutal. What were you doing at Mediacom? Uh, turning in my equipment.
2: Oh, because you're switching. Yeah,
3: and there was two people in front of me. The one guy was taking forever. The family's asking questions. One guy ahead of me was, had brought his own modem and didn't understand why you needed a modem and a router, which they had explained to him like six different times. And then this lady comes out and like, it's almost one o'clock. Like, we got to go to lunch. Get these people out of here, which is a, not a great customer service experience. <laughs> yeah. Did she open another lane to help the
1: people waiting in line?
3: No. She just stood there and like looked angrily at the guy. <laughs> it was just
1: a bad experience. Well, and then they shut you off a day early, too? And they
3: shut me off a day early, <laughs> a day earlier than they were supposed to. They were mad they were losing your business. That's what, actually, that's what some of the people I talked to said. They, oh, yeah, they do that. Because they wanted to make it as inconvenient as possible. I've had them for a long
2: time, but I mean, uh, this Imon is coming into my neighborhood now, too. They're digging everywhere. That's competition for Mediacom, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would get that if it was available in my neighborhood, but it's not. I went with CenturyLink.
1: Well, what was it that we had at uh, the landing? It was so super fast. I think that was CenturyLink. No, we had Mediacom. No, no, no. We had the the internet was from somebody else. Was it
3: CenturyLink? No. Uh, Because we used to complain that they were right across the street and we didn't have good service. I think we did have CenturyLink.
1: No, we had another satellite service, and I can't remember what it was called. Rocket oh. Rocket Fast, remember?
3: Yeah, the satellite service. I don't know what that was. And they was. were out of North
1: Liberty, I think. Okay. And they had just started coming into the northern part of Coraville. Okay. Oh, we had South Slope. No, we South didn't Slope. Slope. No, a, we didn't. We did. We wish we had South Slope. No, we had South Slope, and then when uh, um, something happened, and when we came back here, they, we couldn't get South Slope. Yeah, we don't have it here. No, but we had it in Coralville. Oh, I'd
3: get South Slope in a heartbeat if it's available.
1: Yeah, because it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, I'm on is supposed to be really good, too. I've heard good things.
2: Well, they're all over the neighborhood. I mean, they got these yellow lines
1: cut uh-huh. where they're going to be digging and what have you. And- have you, Tom, uh, Pat, have you ever done the speed test on your, when, when you're having a problem with your service? Uh-uh. It's amazing um, what you ping to. Uh, like, I was out at a West Liberty one day uh, using i on one other day, and then I was down, like, in Columbus Junction another day.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. It. I don't understand any of that stuff. I just want it to work, right? Yeah, and I don't want to learn how to do the stuff. I mean, whenever I call them, I will say lately it's been okay. I mean, for the most part, I haven't had. It goes in stretches. I mean, there was a three or four month stretch where it was my neighbor and I. Our stuff was going out all the time. Lately, though, it's been it's been decent, and there are times like at two in the morning where they have to do maintenance. I get it. I get it. I'm just mad that they gave me a better deal. When I called them to, and say that you know, I'm thinking of leaving, I I've been with you guys. And they're like, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, we'll give you what you've been paying two sixty a month for. We'll give it to you for two twenty. I thought I was getting the exact same thing, but then they took away like fifteen twenty channels, <laughs> and I haven't had time. I need to call them because I'm upset. I, they were sure. kinda, they were misleading. Yeah, they were basically giving me a cheaper deal with less channels, but they were trying to spin it off as though I was getting the same thing for cheaper because they. That they like my loyalty and whatever. but but no, I don't get the NFL network anymore. i I don't get ESPN news. They took away five or six channels that I sometimes watch, and, and that's the only thing I can think of is because they took it away when they charge, started charging me less. ESPN News is now like all gambling stuff. Then I probably wouldn't miss it. <laughs> it's like, they'll yeah. put like Pardon the Interruptions
3: rerun up in the corner <laughs> and, I don't watch and have that. like just a half screen of gambling and maybe I wouldn't, I don't.
2: But I do miss having the NFL Network. I mean, now the games on Thursday are on, but the first couple games of the year I couldn't watch them because they weren't on primetime. Right. They were only on the NFL Network, and I didn't get it. I don't have it anymore. Ever since they lowered my price, and that's what. But it's it's my fault for not getting back to them. I just I need to do that at some point.
1: Well, try it one time when you're bored. Just Google MediaCom speed test comes right up, okay. and you just and you just hit go, and it, it it's it's really it shows you what your upload and download speed is. And if you don't like it, you can do it again, and they'll ping to another
2: thing. But like right now, though, I've got a new computer. I have no my internet works. I turn my computer on, I'm on the internet in three seconds. I mean, I, everything's working, working fine. But that doesn't mean I may have a week coming up here in November where it just goes. It goes out all the time, but right now it's, it's working fine, so just knock on whatever. <laughs> we have wood right in here. And then um, tomorrow's game's 11 o'clock, ESPN. We haven't been on ESPN a lot this year, no? have we? No, I've
3: been on Fox. Fox a lot, Big Ten Network I mean, a ESPN times. will
2: maybe make the game a little shorter. I don't think this game's going to be real long, because I don't think there's going to be – I think there's going to be a lot of runs. Oh, yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of moving the change. And so it would, if let's say one of the two teams gets ahead by 10 points, I think you're going to see a lot of melting the clock, a lot of hike ball being hiked with five seconds to go in the play clock. Well, with these teams,
3: you're not going to see very
2: long runs and that's not going to be for, you know, when you better well, hope not because of it. Well, Goodson's explosive. I mean, if you give Goodson a little space, he can do something. I just don't think there's going to be hardly any space, and those Wisconsin backs are more just big pounders. I mean, that Allen weighs like 230 pounds, so I see them getting a lot of runs between like 3 and 15 yards. That's something Iowa cannot do. It seems like with Goodson, he either breaks one or two long ones, or they loo- they're feast and famine. Yeah. Whereas Wisconsin's running game is way more consistent at moving the chains, especially recently. They're playing a lot better now that they've won, what, three in a row? They were 1-3 at one time. Yeah, and now they've won three in a row, and it's mostly because the running game is playing well enough to offset what they don't get at quarterback. I wish
3: I had the story from a couple of days ago that we had about the Iowa game that I, I I wrote the story and I don't even have it in here now, mm-hmm. but it broke down like what every team where every team is where they sit in the standings, and I was surprising Iowa still controls its own destiny. Well, yeah, sure. they just got to win Which, out. Yeah,
2: but you can say that about I mean you can say that about Minnesota. Yeah, well, no, Minnesota has two losses, um, so I guess you can't. But if Minnesota would beat Iowa and they tie, Minnesota would have the tiebreaker. I mean, head-to-head competition. So if they both had two losses. So, yeah, no, Iowa, Iowa just has to win out. If they yeah. win out, they'll, they'll be in the championship game. And um, Wisconsin's not in that situation right now. That's why they got to keep winning and hope some stuff happens. Who is favored to win the West? I'm not even sure. There's so well, many good Wisconsin teams. Wisconsin and Iowa were coming in right I'm now. I'm sorry, I, the East. I
3: meant the East. I'm sorry.
2: Ohio State. Oh, they are still okay. Yeah, I mean they've been. I know they lost to Oregon, but that to me was a fluke. Ohio State's the best team. Their defense has got some issues. They could somebody if somebody's hot and somebody could give them a run in a game like forty-eight, forty-five. But Ohio State's offense is unbelievable.
3: Okay, well, Michigan State and Michigan
2: are coming along pretty well too. They're good too. I just don't think they have the firepower to. Keep up with Ohio State's offense, but no, they're good. I mean, we'll Purdue's of course got two losses now. We'll learn. Well, Purdue's got three losses. I'm
3: sorry, uh, Penn State. Yeah, Penn I'm State. not speaking correctly today. Penn State's <laughs> out of it.
2: But um, it'll be interesting to see if if Michigan State wins Saturday. Then you'd you say yes, they are definitely for real. They definitely have a chance to be elite. But I think Michigan's going to go in there and win that game because I think Michigan, with their ability to run the ball as successfully as they have, and it's not just one running back like it is with Michigan State. I think they're just better equipped to win. But we'll see. It's a very evenly matched game, but I think Ohio State's better than both those teams. It's just too bad it's on the same time as the Iowa game. Yeah, you can't watch any of it. No, because that's a game that I would love to watch. Yeah, I would too. I would really love to watch that game. So, but instead I'll be sitting in Wisconsin's press box, and um, <laughs> my guess is it will not be heated. But, but it's pretty, is it pretty small? It's not real small. I thought I saw a picture from it's the outside. Okay. But it's just like when we covered a game there back in '17 when it was cold. It wasn't heated. We froze our asses off up there. And um, tomorrow, but if it's mid fifties, it should be fine in there. I think mid fifties is perfect football weather. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. Especially
2: if there's no wind and you said there's going to be no wind. Yeah. So should that'll be, be good. good for tailgating. Shooters should have, they should have great tailgating weather. It might be a little chilly right when they start. Uh, but that's why you drink like that Bailey's and coffee for your first two or three hours, just start <laughs> yeah. pounding that, and then maybe warm up some shots of tequila, and um, and then um, maybe some Jameson.
3: We know that uh, Ann won't set herself on fire next to a heater like that uh, Nebraska game. <laughs> that oh was,
2: yeah, she set herself on there fire. There
3: was we had a space heater or not a space heater like one of those. Um, what are the, the ones you plug those the propane heaters. Propane, heaters. propane heaters? Yeah, yeah. Ted Supple had one of those. Those in can the tent. be dangerous. And she had her coat backed up against it. It started melting, and we're like, "What's that smell?" And yeah. so sort of
2: had to pat it out. I mean, lucky it wasn't didn't get worse. Yeah, could have caught flames, and who knows what would happen then. But yeah, those things you got to be careful.
1: I almost lost a tennis shoe that way at a tailgate. I just
3: think it's funny that Ann can say that she was set on fire at a
1: tailgate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you put on the resume. And no, there was probably not? a
2: lot of alcohol around there that could have got. Oh yeah. Flames. yeah. Alcohol burns quickly, so that was a crisis averted, wouldn't yes. you say?
3: <laughs> that was a cold. That was It was here. It was in Nebraska. It was like 10 years ago. It's just one of the coldest games I've been to.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, you, you think about it. There's not – they got – let's see. You got Illinois and you got Minnesota. That's it. That's all that's left at Kinnick this year.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. It's amazing. You this is really a loaded up front schedule. Camp Randall Stadium was the first college game we ever attended. I think I was 16. And we went up there uh, with a group of um, – a youth group or something to watch the Wisconsin play. I don't even know who it was, but I was just like totally Florida. How liberal, you know? Because I grew up in a small town, so I, you know, they got T-shirts out out in the, the the ped mall or whatever they called, you know, saying nobody balls like a badger, and I was like, you know, wow, that's that's risque, you know. This is the seventies, and they had you know pillows that. Or look like breasts that you put you could put your head, you could buy and you'd put your head between you know it was just I was I was just outrage you know it was just outrageous as a little kid you know as a teenager seeing stuff like that but it it the the atmosphere in inside the game you know once the kid the students get in there is pretty wild I've only been there once we did a KRNA bus trip and mm-hmm. it was the when we lost the first loss in
3: like twenty years was it or fifteen uh, years something like that uh huh. And it was just, I mean, it was a fun experience until the game. Right. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Although, in the buses were coming back to Iowa and people with like these signs, F off, Iowa, you suck. <laughs> just oh, waiting yeah. by the
2: bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember now that you don't see that because it's pretty much four lane. I mean, now the drive is less than three hours. It's an easy drive now. But you used to have to go through Mineral Point and Dickeyville, and, yeah, there was nasty signs waiting because the team bus would go through there, too. Oh,
3: yeah. i to see if there's a Rocky Rococos in Madison. I'd love to go up there and eat a Rocky Rococos <laughs> again.
2: But that drive has gone from being about three and a half, four hours down. You can do it in about two hours and 45 minutes. Wow. I think it's about 170 miles. That's awesome. You no, know, it's it, like we're leaving tomorrow, like, between 530 and 6. That'll get us there by 9 at the latest, and we the, they're not even opening up the press box until 9.00. Which is unusual. Most stadiums open the press box up four hours before the games start. And I know there's some Iowa people that are there waiting. At that
1: I'll bet. There's some <laughs> Iowa media
2: that love to get there early. That's their thing and more power to them. I'm sure they're a little bugged by this. Two hours is a very short period. From opening the press box to game time because, like I said, most of the Iowa media is there. I'm usually – Tyler and I are almost always the last Iowa media people to show up. And we usually get there an hour and a half before kickoff. Yeah. And the others already have cobwebs on them. They've been there so long. (laughs) That's just their thing. They like to get there early, which is fine. I've just found that in all the years I've never really – gotten burned for not being there at 4 hours before kickoff because so and so walked, you know, there's I don't recall any major news ever happening for not being there early and to me it's already a long enough day. If I had to get to an Iowa game 4 hours before it starts, I mean, good god.
3: And people who've never been in the press box, there are signs in there where we sit that point out that it closes it at like four, 4 hours, hours after, after the game. The game yeah. So that's four just so hours. people can write their stories and stuff and upload stuff, I mm-hmm. assume. I, yeah. I guess.
2: Well, yeah, because you need an hour. There's an hour between the time the game ends before you even get back up from your interviews, there's at least yeah. one hour there, sometimes even longer. So technically, you basically, you get down to, you have about two and a half, three hours to do your work. And for a lot, that's... A, that's
3: and now we've got people editing videos on their laptops and stuff, probably, and uploading them to sites. And that's mm-hmm. not a lot
2: of time. I mean, you know, some of these people have to write two, three stories. I try to do at least two, three stories. What I usually do, though, is I'll write one there at the stadium, and then I'll go home and write another one when I get home. I've got the luxury of just driving across town, but for sure. somebody two hours away or something, yeah, you got to get everything you can out of that press box. But you also can't be in there forever. These other people want to go home too. Yeah, I mean, there's some people in the Iowa media I think would live in the press box. <laughs> it. Yeah, they love it, and you know they, that, they just love doing it, and more power to them.
1: When you uh, go cover the games for us, how, what, about an hour before game time? Or? I
2: actually usually get there about two
3: hours before game time. Well, one is a traffic issue. I just don't want to get stuck in traffic. I get that. And, yeah, I can might go down to, like, a tailgate and say hi to somebody I know or something like that and leave my stuff up in the press box. But, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll actually work on other stuff. I'll work on, like, police reports or sure. I'll work on news stories for Sunday morning that may have come across after I got off the air. Mm-hmm. I get other work done while I'm up there, yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: okay.
2: So and, of course, there's free food. So you get to the games before I do. Uh, Maybe. I'm usually like a 2.30 game. I usually walk in the press box about one. Parked and what have you. And that's an hour, 90 minutes of preparation for a football game is more than enough time.
3: Do you think we'll have an 11
2: o'clock at home anytime this year? we got two left, right? Two left. Possibly. We'll see. I mean, I I don't care either way. I mean, the night game at Northwestern to me is a little silly. I mean, it's November. Northwestern sucks. I mean, it just. I (laughs) I mean, and maybe sucks is a little strong. They're just not very good. I mean, if Iowa loses that game, shame on Iowa. Northwestern. I don't care how great of a coach Fitz is, miracle worker. His team is not very good, and they've had years where they're not very good. They go three and nine. He's had a couple three and nine seasons. I think this is potentially one of those type of years. And Iowa, to me, has no business losing that game next week.
3: I don't even know if Ryan Field has lights. No, it doesn't. It
1: does. <laughs> it's not a very nice Close, stadium. Though. No, it's, it's not. Now, they're, didn't they're, didn't,
2: they, didn't they're, they're,
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Their facilities are great. I was just going to say, they've upgraded their facilities like major. They spent
4: a lot of money. But not their stadium.
2: The stadium's still just dumpy. But in fairness, they don't draw fans. I mean, Northwestern, even when they're playing great, they have trouble filling that 40,000 stadium, whatever it holds. And I've seen a couple games this year, and I know they're not playing very well, and the fans let them know. it. I've seen where there's just empty seats everywhere. And there'll be probably as many Iowa fans there next week as Northwestern fans. Now, the fact that it's a night game, that may excite some people's students. Hey, let's give it a quarter, see what happens. Well, let's see what the weather's going to be like there first. Well, that's (laughs) the other thing. We don't know what the weather's going to be like um, eight days from now. I mean, I... And and you know in November things can change in a hurry. It could be thirty and rainy. And if that's the case, it's going to be a miserable experience.
1: I, I'm sorry. You're you're a student at Northwestern, and it's a Saturday night. You're not at the football game. You're you're partying downtown or something like that.
2: Unless you want to go at the beginning. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, and, or if you're just some kid who has to get to that dance club at seven o'clock and just pound it till <laughs> two a.m. Yeah, spend seven hours in a. But I think some will give it a chance to see, oh, let's see, maybe we'll get an upset here. And then if things are going bad for Northwestern in the second quarter, I think you'll see a mass exodus of whatever students there. Like for the Maryland program. game. Well, yeah, Maryland Correct. game. game the and and like, fast. like the Purdue game. Yeah, Those Iowa students couldn't get out of there yeah. fast enough.
1: <laughs> I remember uh, when my senior in high school, I took the bus from Ottawa to Chicago. My brother met me at the bus stop. He worked downtown, and we, we spent the night on Rush Street. And I didn't get carted. Once and wow. and we just took the train back to his house and we we wobbled in. <laughs> it was just that was so much fun. I mean they don't even let you sit down in those bars at Rush Street. They're at, they're already taking your order because they they want to they want you to buy a lot of beer.
3: <clears throat> Is there a bar on Rush Street called the Working Man?
1: I wish there was. Yeah, Tom Sawyer's. (laughs) Tom Sawyer's working man.
2: (laughs) No, those Iowa students got out of that Purdue game. They were gone by the second half. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) and most of the fans were gone by the fourth quarter. They didn't miss anything. No, they didn't. It only got worse.
3: They didn't want to talk to us?
1: Apparently not. Aw.
2: I thought
3: it,
1: we haven't gone off the rails long enough. No, we really haven't. I just, didn't it just ring? <laughs> it just rang. Yeah, but there was no. Uh, they hung up. Oh, right?
2: they hung up. Maybe it's it probably wanted to vehicle if warranty. The,
1: if there was a, a working man's bar, I Street. got three
2: vehicle warranty calls yesterday. One, one on my landline, two on my cell phone. It's just nonstop.
3: I'm CBS so, News ran a commercial for extended warranties. I'm like, yes, it's did. in commercials
1: now. <laughs> yes. It's just nonstop.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just they, they just won't stop. So, but it's probably the same caller.
1: Maybe it's a warranty call. Hello?
2: Hi. Uh, yeah, I have a friend here in town whose son went to Northwestern
4: about 30 years ago. The bad, really bad old days.
1: Oh, yeah. That Northwestern was that football
4: good. <laughs> and They good. They wanted to go in for parents weekend, and they asked him, what time's the game? And his reply was, what time can you be here?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they don't draw very well. They, they just don't.
1: There was a period in the seventies where they lost just a crap load of games in a row, and they finally won a home game, and they took the the goalpost because they weren't far far from it, and they dumped them in Lake, Lake Michigan.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean they were really bad in the eighties too. I mean Gary Barnett's the one who finally got Northwestern yep. to be good, and they've been pretty good ever since. I mean. It's hard to sustain at Northwestern. That's why Fitz will go ten and three and three and nine. It's hard to keep that flow of talent and experience going at a school where you have really tough academic standards. Yeah,
1: it's an Ivy League school. It's basically. just
2: really hard to do. I mean, you see Stanford is struggling at times. Sure. But no, Northwestern's facilities. Their football facility. Now the weight room. You lift there. You sit there lifting weights, looking out over Lake Michigan. It's beautiful. But the stadium is kind of dumpy. Yeah. It just is, and they're just. That's a lot of money to fix that stadium, and why increase attendance if you can't even fill the stadium you have? I do think they should make the stadium they have. You don't necessarily have to make it bigger; just make it a little better. Make it. Little I don't know if they fixed
3: it up since the last time I've been there, but they've I remember done some, but it's not. It's it's still under the where the like concession stands are underneath the seats. Whenever we go there for a bus trip or road trip or whatever, mm-hmm. it looked like it wasn't done. There were like piles of gravel in the corners and stuff. Yeah,
2: and like, a lot of these stadiums, it seems like there's always little projects like that going on too. Yeah. They have made some improvements with the press box and what have you. I, what I used to love about Northwestern is they used to cater food from like Big Daddies or not Big Daddy's, What the, the place right in the parking lot there. Um,
3: um, the, the hot dog place?
2: Yeah. What's it called? Mustard's Last Mustard's Stand. Mustard's Last Stand. Oh,
3: that's where Ted. That's where Bud Suple tailgated.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, or lots of times we'd go and we'd cover the game. And then, as we'd be leaving, when all the fans are gone, we'd leave and we'd go over there and get a bunch of food and take it on the road with us.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's where we always tailgated because Bud would send them flowers like two weeks before the game and say we want to tailgate here, and we'd show up and they'd have a parking spot for us. And
2: I remember when Mustards moved to Des Moines, man, it was really popular. I bet back in the seventies.
4: Hello. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Hey, Pat. I have a question for you. Okay. That that question is. Um, what circumstances besides injury would it take for Kirk to put in a backup quarterback?
2: Um, if they started losing consistently? I mean, remember, um remember back in two thousand and eight when Christensen and Stasey were competing? I believe they were two and two at the time, and I think losing, ultimately losing games. I mean Jake Rudock lost the position to Bethard. I think partly because CJ threatened the transfer. I think that nobody's ever confirmed that publicly, but I think it was obvious CJ was going to leave. But they also lost. They lost five games that year, and they closed the season terrible. I think Kirk will stick with Spencer as long as they keep winning, and they've won twelve so out of thirteen games. So if,
4: have, so if they have like two more two more losses in a row, maybe three, I think Kirk will
5: consider yeah, if a quarterback.
2: Yeah, if they lose to Wisconsin and they come back and lose to Northwestern, and Spencer's terrible. I I'm not sure yeah. if that would be enough to make a. But I do think maybe there's a chance Kirk may say we're going to give Alex, who I, who's the backup right now, we're going to give him a couple reps in this game. We need to get our offense going. I think yes. I think if you saw a three four game losing streak, I I mean yeah, it's not just Spencer's job no matter what. Kirk is very loyal, but I'm I'm still thinking I'm under the belief. and I know some fans don't want to hear this. I think what they see in practice every week is Spencer's still better than the two backups. That's just me.
4: What do you think of What do you think of our uh, our next in? Uh, our backup quarterback, what do you see as the pros and cons for that person?
2: For Padilla? What do I think um,
4: of? No, the, the backup quarterback. Cor- yeah, the backup quarterback. Uh, what do you see as some um, positives and maybe some challenges for him?
2: Well, he's t- he's, he's, Padilla's only about six feet tall. That's going to make it hard. He's going to have some tough passing lanes to try to throw over that to me. And he's not a dual-threat quarterback. So he's a pro-style quarterback who's much shorter than typical Iowa quarterbacks. That will be something that he has to work through. I just haven't seen enough of Padilla to really be able to make a judgment on him. The last time I saw him in practice, he he didn't play very well. But I've seen two tiny sample sizes of him over two years because they just don't go to their backup quarterback much, and they usually don't win games big enough to give the backups a lot of minutes in anything other than mop-up duty.
4: Very good. Thanks a lot, Pat. Yep. Have a good day.
2: You too.
1: Thanks for the call. Some good Thanks. questions there. Sure.
2: Bye bye. Bye. Well, and there are a lot of people that wanna that would like to see Kirk give the backup at least a chance. And their argument is, okay, yeah, we're winning, but our offense we're last in the Big Ten in total offense. And I'm a Spencer fan, but he does have to start playing better. I mean he does at some point he's got to lift his level. Right now, He's, ma- he's serviceable, but they're going to need more. They needed more from him against Purdue, and he couldn't deliver. The offense couldn't If deliver. the
3: offense sputters, it's always a quarterback's fault.
2: Yeah, and the offensive line's not as great as Linderbaum is. He's one guy. The offensive line was not good against Purdue, and the defensive line was not good. Purdue won the battle in the trenches. I mean, their quarterback had all day to throw. Petrus was under duress. But at some point, like what I wrote for Tomorrow – this may be a game where Spencer has to play his best game ever. This is mm-hmm. one of those games where he just has to say, okay, offense, yeah, we're not running the ball. Defense can only do so much. I need to make some plays. I'm a Division one quarterback. I need to make some plays on my own. I think that's tomorrow. I'm not convinced he can do it. So we'll see.
1: If I would describe him, it would be workmanlike. You know, he, he does enough to get the job done. Yeah, a that workman
2: likes another word for serviceable.
1: Exactly. Uh, game
2: it, manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and but you're right, you know, you don't look at him and go, God, he could just break off a 20-yard run here. He's just not one of those guys.
2: No, and they're just not built to be explosive on offense for some reason. Because I do think they have some decent explosive receivers, but his connections to the receivers this year have been very limited. He's way more comfortable throwing shorter passes to the tight end and what have you, but as long as they keep winning, Kirk's not going to make a quarterback no, change, of course and why not. would he? Yeah, of course not. And I know the Purdue loss hurt, but that's one loss. They had won 12 games in a row, even with Spencer being mediocre in some of those games. Yeah. Because there are some – I think there's some fans that would like to see the third-string quarterback, Deuce Hogan, in there because he was more of a big-time recruit from Texas. But, I mean, he's third team. I mean, I don't. he would not be the first option, I don't believe, unless the depth chart doesn't mean anything. I think you know Padilla's been listed as the backup pretty consistently since the spring. So, but no, I mean, if they lose tomorrow and Spencer's really bad, and then they go and struggle and he's bad at Northwestern, then I think it it will be interesting because the narrative will definitely change. With the media, we'll be asking, hey. You know, you're thinking about maybe giving somebody else a shot at quarterback. Kirk will have to deal with that under those circumstances. Some people think we are afraid to ask Kirk anything. No. But how can you ask him about benching a quarterback when you've won 12 games in a row?
1: That's yeah. You exactly. won't ask the tough questions. Yeah, I
2: get a lot. Yeah, the people that always ask the tough questions are always people that – tweet under aliases on twitter those right. are all they're the ones that should have been the journalists yeah. they missed their calling
1: why don't you they're, ask him if he deserves to be fired i mean they're
2: hiding behind <laughs> aliases on twitter and yet they should be out there in the front lines asking the tough questions why don't you
1: ask about nepotism
8: <laughs> <laughs> hello pat i got a couple questions for you well, first one is um, does Ken O'Keefe have any say in the offensive play calling
2: I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure it's – I mean, Brian's got – I mean, Kirk has ultimate say. But, yeah, I know Kirk and – or Ken and Brian discuss things. Brian calls the plays. But I'm certain that there's times where Ken may have um, suggestions and Brian respects Ken and likes him. And I think that's part of the reason Ken has that job is that Brian will listen to Ken.
8: And then my next question is, Greg Davis's offenses, where were they ranked in the Big Ten?
2: Near the bottom, most of them.
8: So we haven't been up toward the top since O'Keefe.
2: No, and there were times where they ranked near the bottom with O'Keefe. I mean, if you look at Iowa's rushing stats, Iowa has been like in the top four in rushing maybe once or twice in the last 20 years, whereas they've been 10th or worst multiple times. I mean, the running game is so – it's the most overrated thing about Iowa football is the running game because rarely do they average more than 175 yards rushing, whereas Wisconsin rarely averages below 200. I mean, it's just right there. But no, the offense is pretty. I mean, Kirk's offense is other than 2002, the 2009 team that won 11 games. They averaged 114 yards rushing. I mean, there are other other ways to win, but the lack of a rushing attack is a big reason why the offense has has struggled at times. I'm mm-hmm. you to say they
3: had a couple of questions.
2: Yeah, no, these are uh, bringing it. Collar's bringing it. They are. Nothing fake.
3: Steve must scare him off when he's here. <laughs>
2: Nothing. You notice when Steve's gone, we don't see anything from fake Ackerman. <laughs> oh, good point. What's going on there? Good point.
1: Didn't we get. We got. We fake Dirk called yesterday. Yes.
2: I thought he couldn't.
1: Well, well we did too. He snuck in for he like five in. seconds just to just laugh. Just
3: did a laugh and hang up. Was, oh, okay. It was
1: brilliant.
2: Okay. <laughs> ghost,
3: ghost of fake Dirk. <laughs> but
2: where's fake Ackerman, though? I mean, notice. I mean, <sighs> that's
3: a good question. Good question. Do you really want him to call? No, I don't sure. care either way.
2: <laughs> but, um, he's steve's gone and souter has gone and all of a sudden he's gone yeah they don't they are they a package deal
3: i maybe steve hides in the corner makes those calls and yeah, like he turns used to. his back
5: yeah.
2: he could very easily he humps over hunches over a lot maybe he is below the destiny maybe he is fake ackerman yeah wouldn't that be funny
3: <laughs> oh my i had a joke i'm not going to use now
2: is it was it poor taste
3: it was disgusting, yeah. It yeah, was pretty disgusting. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need to go there. Not with I'll this, tell you off the air, and you'll find it really funny, though.
2: Not with this good football discussion that we just got done with.
3: Okay.
2: I mean, those are good questions. And uh, um, the lady who called, I mean, a lot of people ask me why they won't switch quarterbacks. And uh, and the answer's simple. They're winning.
1: Yeah. And like you said, uh, based on what you're seeing, he's the best guy out there. Well, right.
2: I'm just basing that on, I assume, the coaches – Aren't going to play a guy who's not the best because they want to win. They need to win. Now, people, will, the, the Noah Fant situation was weird. I will give you that. The they did not use Noah Fant as much as they should have. but It was almost like they were trying to teach Noah Fant a lesson or so. I don't know. I I did not like the way Brian Ferentz in Iowa handled Noah Fant his mm-hmm. junior year. Now it was easier to sort of ignore him because Hawkinson emerged and was such a good weapon. But I just I just didn't I just didn't think they took advantage of Noah fans talents good enough that third year and but that's just me and they got defensive when they talked about it and what have you and but for the most part though I do think that they play the guys that they think are going to give them the best chance to win because why wouldn't they I mean seriously why wouldn't they play the guys that they because if they don't win you know eventually they're gone if they don't win I mean You got to win. Even Kirk's got to win. If Kirk has, if Iowa has a losing record in the next two or three years, Kirk will be gone. I think that's pretty. I mean, we can agree with that. You got to win to to stay. And Kirk's done enough winning. Obviously, he's in here twenty three years. But things were looking. I remember in two thousand twelve, things were looking pretty pretty grim. Yeah, you know that they thirteen and fourteen had a little breakthrough than the fifteen season. I remember two thousand seven and six things were looking pretty bleak, and then they. Caught fire in 2008, and that led to 2009, and that bought Kirk more time. Now, then, unfortunately, 2010 is when we thought was going to be the the peak, and that team
1: unraveled. Do you think there'll be a a time in the next five years where we have, you know, dismal seasons? I mean – it seems like they've established themselves enough now, where they should be. Pretty I mean, right good now, I think guys. they're a little
2: above the four and eight thing. They should, yeah. But I also thought they were above that back in 2009 and two thousand it, nine. And it can happen in a hurry. You're, you're right. At a program like Iowa, it can happen in a hurry. You get a couple of bad recruiting classes, a couple of injuries, transfers. Well, next thing you know, you're looking at a five and seven season. It can happen in a hurry.
1: Yep. Hello. Uh, yeah. Just
6: a quick question. I've always been curious about this, but do you guys think that uh, or wonder if? Uh, Kirk Branch uh, listens into your show and, and maybe
8: thinks about what.
2: Uh, Absolutely not. I don't think there's <laughs> any. No, ch- I wouldn't. I don't, about in the <laughs> I don't think there's any chance that Kirk listens to the show. Number one, they're practicing. They practice from seven to nine thirty, I believe. Nine thirty, ten o'clock. That was so, to avoid
3: this show. <laughs> and even if he wasn't in practice, I now that doesn't
2: mean there's maybe like a grad assistant that maybe they say, you know, might listen just or, or something. But no, Kirk. I mean, mm-hmm. Kirk doesn't care what we're just saying. Pat I mean, sits in go his go office and, with a podcast. And
4: to it online, can't they? What's that? They can go back and listen to it online. They could, but they could. I
2: don't. I, Kirk's got well, way Kirk's got more. things to do. Kirk's got way more important things than listening to us. I, pre- yeah. I appreciate no, uh, the thought. I, I
4: understand that. I was just, just curious to see if maybe he would listen every once in a while
2: and see what the hell. No, the I, my guess is. would be a big no yeah. on that one.
4: <laughs> I can only
5: imagine right, this. Thanks off. for the Daniel question. Hugs.
2: See, I Kirk can only in his admit-
3: office postponing a call to like a four-star recruit so he can listen to this. Hey, fake Ackerman
2: just <laughs> called <it. laughs> Hey, Carnes on, talking about the World Series. Oh, wait,
3: what are they having at Burlington for lunch?
2: <laughs> now, Hayden, Hayden used to supposedly never read the papers. He always knew what was in the papers, because supposedly people read the papers to Hayden.
1: Oh, come on. And would let
2: him know, and... Kirk does read papers. I don't think Kirk reads. I don't think Kirk goes to internet sites. No. So Kirk probably doesn't see my stuff near as much as he used to, unless somebody prints it out for him. Kirk still like once, I think Wednesday was always his day where he would sit down and catch up on newspapers. And I, but I don't think Kirk's doing a lot of internet surfing. To find, oh, what are they writing about me? No, I, I don't believe he does that. At all. <laughs> I don't
3: think any any coaches do.
4: Nope. No, I think maybe some time.
2: assistants of low ranking grad assistants may do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep abreast of what's going on in the media.
4: Hello. Hey, you got you guys. Uh, this is the guy who saw D. P. Allen. Oh, okay, this is the guy. And Sox, you are from outside and Chicago, right? Tyler knows me. They call me Southside Mike. Okay, because I love the White Sox. Okay. I like you already. <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: <laughs> but what I wanted to say was, you know, you were talking about Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern. Hmm. Northwestern, when they started turning around, it was Randy Walker.
2: Well, no, it was actually Gary Barnett. Walker. Gary Barnett.
4: He died. 15 years ago.
2: No, I know, but Gary Barnett, they had already been really good under Gary Barnett.
4: Well, yeah, he turned it around, but Barnett was moving them on, and he's the one who wanted uh, Patrick Fitzgerald to take his place. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. But no, Randy Walker was he doing a, He was doing a pretty good job when he died of a heart attack in 2000. Wow. God rest his soul. He was a good that. coach.
4: Oh yeah, he was doing a real good job. He started bringing in recruits, you know.
2: But he hadn't he hadn't taken him to the level that Gary Barnett Gary Barnett won two big ten titles.
4: No, he took he took over for Barnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took over yeah. a pretty good situation.
2: Was,
4: yeah. Pappas Cheryl was his guy. Mhm. And by the way, I did work downtown years ago on Rush Street. It was quite quite crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, Bunches of
1: fun. That's oh for much.
4: sure. <laughs> I used to see all the guys, especially uh, they know uh, Steve Dahl, Jonathan Brandmeyer, yep, Buzz Kilman, all those guys a lot, and they were party uh,
5: yeah. anyway.
4: Yeah. So these radio people are crazy anyway. <laughs> remember Southside Mike. Don't give anybody else my Gigi Allen. Present. All
5: right, sorry, Southside
4: sorry, Mike. Southside Mike. Thanks, thanks for, guys. Thanks for Have the call. Have a good
3: weekend. Bye. Yeah. Bye. He's got a nickname now. He's Southside, Southside Mike. Southside Mike. There you go. Oh, thanks
2: for clearing that up. I was looking at the Detroit Pistons. I I didn't. I was looking to see how much Garza played in the
3: – He hit his first three, I think, last night or two nights ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think his dad tweeted it. He hit his first three-pointer because he missed him one of his first
2: game. Oh, he they only... only
1: took one shot, uh, one three-shot uh, in the first game. Poor, the Pistons are bad. Oh, they're terrible.
2: They're 0-4. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA. But, you know
1: nah, – That might a, get him more minutes. You do a lot worse in life than playing
2: on a bad NBA team. For, yeah. lost For a lot their, of money.
1: Bulls lost their first game last night. Yeah, yeah, the
2: Bulls and the Knicks are both good.
1: Just by one point, though. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. I just There's just something about the Knicks. I was disappointed that Bernard King did not make the top 75 NBA players. I thought that was a huge injustice. I mean, I love Bernard King.
3: You think the weed hurt his chances? Well, God, I mean. <laughs> <the Knicks.
5: laughs>
2: <coughs> no, I don't think. I, he had I think some of the players had uh children out of wedlock too yeah i mean i don't think it was a i don't think it was i think this was more about performance and i just thought bernard king was incredible there was a stretch where he was one of the greatest scorers i'd ever seen and he did deal with a lot of injuries and it shocker gr- that
3: michael jordan was number
2: one yeah, and he was great and he was great in the movie yeah for me it would be michael jordan then i'd probably have magic johnson second and then lebron james third would be mine um you could put LeBron over Magic, but, man, there's something about Magic. And when he came, Magic, without Magic, you don't probably don't have a LeBron. Ma- Magic's the one that showed, hey, you can be 6'9 and play point guard. And, God, he was incredible. He sure was. He was more, to me, we'll see another Michael Jordan before we see another Magic Johnson, which we did, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was as close to Michael Jordan as you could be. I don't know if we'll ever see another Magic Johnson. LeBron's different. LeBron's more Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley combined. But Magic, I mean, just the way he played the game, I don't think we'll ever see that again. And to think, I remember what—I remember hearing about him when he was a senior in high school and I remember the McDonald's All-American team came out and there was this guy with this big, huge afro and big smile from Lansing, Michigan named Irvin Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And then, when, man, when he came to play for Michigan State, I was like, look at the way this guy plays. He's the tallest guy on the court and yet he's the guy with the ball in his hands. Guys, this was 1978. We'd never seen anything like that before. No, Didn't he play always...
3: center for the Lakers in one of the finals? Yeah, games? he
2: scored 42 points when yeah. Jabbar was hurt. His rookie year, he played center, but he still played center like a point guard. Yeah, right. And he was six nine. I mean, he, it was just—I mean, just never ever see anything else like him. Yeah, that would be Jordan, and Magic would be my first two players. I'd have Bird in my top ten, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Jabbar. You have to put Chamberlain L- in there. Little yeah. lick, little lick, yeah, little lick. I'm, but, yeah, no, I just was disappointed Bernard King didn't make it. I was really hoping he would.
3: There was a time we had to make a Licklider
1: reference every show.
3: Yeah.
2: And now it feels special when you just did it there.
1: Well, you know, the season's getting ready to start. so true. <laughs> I believe
2: his dad's still the head coach at Evansville. Is that right? I believe so. So, I mean, Todd's going to end up making a lot of money in this. He made $6 million here at Iowa actually probably a little more than 6 million. Well,
3: he's flourished at that level, that sort of mid-major level when he was yeah, at Butler. He's not flourishing
2: it's... at Evansville. But yeah, no, he was but he also inherited a pretty good situation at Butler. Yeah. I mean, they were winning long before he started. And yeah, but he did continue And then he left
3: and they won uh, they went to the final four. Yeah, he should never have left.
2: He <laughs> never should have left and I think he looks back at that as But he did with the money he made in the years he was here plus with what he got, he probably made well over 10 million dollars here at Iowa. I mean, set for life. But man, it was a it was a train wreck here. Remember how bad that was? Yeah. Players leaving yeah. left and right. <laughs> leading scorer left the team each of three years in a row. Think of how unusual that is when your leading scorer leaves the team in each of three years. Every, for a three-year period, you lose your leading scorer just transferring. That, yeah. There was turmoil here. I mean, they, Barta had to make a change. He couldn't afford to go a fourth year. It would have had a devastating impact. And Fran, for the most part, has done pretty well. I mean, he hasn't gotten them to that high level, but he's kind of gotten to where they were under Dr. Tom. Well, you, you expect them to make the tournament more years than not, and you hope that they can make a run. But I mean, that's been the problem with Fran, just like it was with Tom, just getting past that, getting to the Sweet Sixteen. It's just not easy for Iowa.
1: And I know they're not everybody's excited about this year's team, but I and I have no I have no frame of reference. I just got a feeling they're going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah, I, I, I
2: think I, they'll be fun to watch. I and
1: and, and I think they're going to be a lot better than people think.
2: They just need to. If they need to make the NCAA tournament. If they make the NCAA tournament, um, I think fans will be happy. And if you're not happy with this team making the NCAA tournament, then you've got issues. <laughs> My worry is they need to avoid a losing record. And I think they will. I think there's enough experience and enough firepower to where I could see this team maybe going, what do they play? Is it 20 conference games? Or I could see them... Yeah, 20 now. Playing a little above 500 in conference, maybe making the NIT, but being an NCAA bubble team. To me, that would be acceptable under these circumstances. What they need to avoid is what happened to Coach Davis every once in a while. They'd have fall back and have a losing season with key injuries. This team is an injury or two away of being in trouble. Yeah,
5: you're they right. They lose
2: Bohannon or Keegan Murray for an extended period of time, they could be in trouble. This, they don't have near the depth as last year. So, so we'll see. I, I'm kind of excited about this. year. Last year's team, you knew exactly what to expect. You just knew what they were going to do. This team, you have no idea. Last year, you always knew Garza was going to get his 20 to 30. Wieskamp was going to do his thing off of Garza and whatever. This team, who knows what to expect going into games. We broke it down.
1: Yeah, we really did. Wow, this is probably one of the most informative
2: yeah. <laughs> segments. No silliness.
1: No off the rails. No stories about uh, Jim Morrison or anything. No. We had a reference. But we referenced it and Allen, which we referenced. But other than that. Just
2: got John Bonikamp reaching out asking for my address. He's actually kind enough to be driving us up to um, Madison tomorrow. He's picking me up at five thirty. So
3: that's a guy who's in the press box real early. He'll no, always tweet a picture out. Nobody like, can be there real morning. early
2: tomorrow. Like I said, it doesn't. Normally, yeah. it would open up at seven, but it's uh, Wisconsin's really being strict
1: about COVID. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Well, um, guys, thanks for listening. I mean, and uh, the calls were excellent today. Yeah, Good
2: calls. Everybody have a good, safe weekend. And hopefully on Monday with Don Patterson, we're talking about a win over the Badgers.
3: Hawkfanatic.com. It's free.